Hello and welcome to an impromptu, sh- impromptu show, really. Um, it's 4.10. Normally you'd be hearing the, the Holy Trinity in this hour, but they have cancelled. They couldn't make their show. So we rushed to the studio to take their spot. If you don't know who we are, we are Channel Light Champions. We're a European football show. Um, my name's Alex and we're always joined with Kieran. Yep, I'm, I'm here. And um, Pav. <laughs> Hello. And this week we're also joined by Luke. Uh, and yeah, we kind of just stolen this spot and we're going to use this spot to record our podcast, but it's also going to go live at the same time. So you can listen along as we record a podcast. So that should be pretty interesting. Today, we're going to be talking about the Champions League action, Europa League action and the Conference League action, which has been happening since Tuesday. Um, really exciting stuff. But first, we're going to start with a segment that we always, um, always do on our podcast and it's called Suitcase of a Superstar. This week, Kieran's going to be presenting it. It's a sort of guessing game. Um, and that you can try and guess along with and me, Pav and Luke will be competing against each other to guess the mystery player that Kieran is presenting so Kieran, take it away Alright, so I have made this extremely difficult Um, I said that last time but like genuinely this time I have gone very obscure Um, so let's start off with the first first clue Um, this player was um, this player has represented his country at the 2014 World Cup, 2015 Asian Cup, 2018 World Cup, and the 2019 Asian Cup. Right. Okay. Okay. Huh. How often are the Asian Cups? I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, okay, do you want to say what years again? Just rep- uh, So, 2014 World Cup, 2015 Asian Cup, 2018 World Cup, and 2019 Asian Cup. Oh, so the next one. Two, wait, was it two World Cups there? Or two World, World Cups, Cups and two Asian 14 Cups. 14 and 18, okay. Okay, so we're looking at an Asian player. All right, yeah, let's, let's do that, I think. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We've we got to let it brew a bit. We've got to think about what Asian teams are, are in the World Cup. Um, well, that's for your thinking. Okay, well, I'm next thinking, clue. So give me some thinking time. Next, You're not guess now, are you? Next clue. This player earned his move to, the Premier, to a Premier League club after ending the 2017-18 season as top scorer in the Eredivisie, playing for AZ Alkmaar. Oh, my God. Right, okay. Right. Okay. FIFA knowledge here. He's played for AZ Alkmaar. Premier League. Oh. Asian. <laughs> Oh, Kieran, you haven't done that, have you? Now, is that what he's done? Oh, are you thinking thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, no. I'm oh, no, I don't think it's... He, is he... Is that Asian? Would that be Asian? Oh, is someone like, thinking about oh. a Brighton player? Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of a Brighton player. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> he might have scored an overhead kick against Chelsea once. Might have done, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the only guy in my head. I mean, I, 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 Alkmaar? I, I, top goal was he? What did he say? Top goal scorer? Did he say? What? How, he, what did he end the seventeen eight? He ended the seventeen eighteen with twenty one goals. Twenty one goals. Okay. God, it's surely not then. By God. I feel like he's done it because I don't know another Asian Asian players come from Alkmaar. Was he at Alkmaar? Though? That's what I'm struggling. Oh, with. I have no idea. It won't PSV. Might have been Feyenoord. No, it was. It was. It was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess I this player. I think I'm gonna lock in as well. Oh, this is a really tough one as if well. It, it might just be a name. We just don't. We just I can't spell it. Forgotten. Yeah, neither can I. Yeah, Luca, you lock in. Okay, fine. Okay, okay right. Wait one okay. sec. I'm guessing. The, the, the next clue. Um, I have played alongside Reese Nelson, Gus Till, yeah, and Leandro Trossard. Yeah. 
Kieran, Kieran, yeah. you said you made. Uh, you have both butchered this name, by the way. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, this player has played most notably for um, AZ Alkmaar, as I said, Brighton and Hove Albion and Feyenoord. And this player reached the final of the 2021-22 um, Europa Conference League last night, coming off the bench. Yep, nice. Move on. Okay, right. Um, was that it? Oh. That, that, that's that. Yeah, that was five clips. Any idea, Luke? No clue. <laughs> None? No. Okay, so oh, I, don't, I don't know any Brighton players from like five years ago. No, no, no. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, that, that is definitely That's the they're a small club. I don't really need to know. Ooh. Shrewsbury, mate. Shrewsbury. You cannot come onto this show and do that. Only me and Alex are allowed to do that. Okay, <laughs> okay so we'll review that at the end of the show then. Should we get into it? Yes, let's get going. <laughs> right, so... Well, obviously, we'll read that at the end of the show, like Pav just said. But let's start with, I think I want to start with the Champions League action, just because it happened the longest ago. Okay. Um, and we're going to start with the Villarreal-Liverpool game. Any thoughts, anyone? Anyone want to jump in? I remember excitedly looking at my phone and seeing Villarreal 2-0 up. I mean, I, I was in the pub watching the Forest game alongside this, and the scenes there were the as soon as Villarreal scored the pub just it erupted genuinely um, everyone was so happy apart from like a couple of Liverpool fans that were there um, obviously Villarreal went 2-0 up um, and then it all kind of just went downhill from there um, obviously that brought them um, level on aggregate it was 2-2 and then a it was just a kind of rapid succession of two goals five minutes apart um, from Fabinho and Luis Diaz kind of put the game to bed from then on it was obviously 4-2 on aggregate at that point um, Mane then scored in the 74th minute and then Kapui got sent off in the 85th minute so Spurs' B team got beat by Liverpool practically um, there are so many ex-Spurs or um, ex-Arsenal or ex-Arsenal there it's just made ex-Premier in Premier North- League because you've yeah, got Kapoor yeah, in there it's, it's, yeah. said the Villarreal team made in North London it literally is um, but yeah no it, it was it was a good game I have to admit if you take that game um, just by itself ignoring the first leg it was actually a really good get, standalone game but it just kind of got killed off by that first leg yeah I think uh, you know Liverpool, I haven't seen them play that poorly for, for quite a while. They played really poorly, but Villarreal did really well. And guess what? My pick your passengers player finally scored. So uh, that doesn't mean his Coquelin is going up because he only scored one goal. So that's uh, that's great. Thanks, Emery. But uh, yeah, Coquelin scored. Ex Arsenal. Yeah, has to add ex Arsenal being assisted by ex Spurs, as you said, Kieran. The team is made in North London, but Villarreal did well until Geronimo really decided to be true to his first. Oh uh, yes, we called this on the last or well, last week's podcast. I mean, he really wasn't very good. He um, I uh, you, I was messaging you about it, and you said that you don't know whether that the the first two goals obviously go or the two goals go down. You know, first two goals go down as mistakes by him, but honestly, I think he he needs to be doing better there. All, all three goals are probably he he plays a part in it. And the first two goals both go through his legs. Um, one of them was a header, like from about two yards out. Mm. But, I mean, if it's straight at you, you should probably save it. Like you've seen, you've seen them save a lot of times before. The first goal was awful. I think Fabinho just—I don't, I don't know what he was trying to do. I think, he, I think even Fabinho gave up there when he, when he had a shot. I think he did. Yeah, that's you could just see yeah, how surprised Liverpool were with the, the score they got. And I think I don't know why. Really, I, I, I was struggling to find a way that Liverpool were getting back into that. Because for the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, Villarreal were really solid. But then, yeah, the goalkeeper happened. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was just shocking from really that like letting that Fabinho one for his legs, and then for the Mane one, he, he goes like completely a well. He's just in no man's land, honestly. Like uh, he probably thinks that he, he needs to make up for the mistakes, but that's not what you need to do as a keeper. You just need to keep a level head, whatever's just happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's fr- he's kind of thrown away the tie for his team, which is unfortunate because you know a really good fight back from Villarreal, who who everyone said they were down and out and and wouldn't have expected uh, the first half to end how the first half ended. So. Fair play to Villarreal, but um, they have been massively let down by their goalkeeper. Mm. Fair play to the fans and you know, the, the way they treat their fans, you know, ticket prices and stuff. So, a yeah, good club, good story. But the story. Is yeah, another uh, another fact there is that um, the population of Villarreal, the village, can actually fit inside Anfield. Oh. There's the it's just over fifty thousand. Um, the population of Villarreal, Anfield is obviously fifty three thousand. I think it is. Or yeah, like I believe that. Villarreal is like small it's and it's tiny. just outside an, another city yeah like i think it might be severe yeah so is. so most people are, are severe fans mm. uh, so that's why they've got to have their ticket prices low because they've got to attract you know someone to watch their games what, um what i do want to say about it is that english commentators and english press mm. are so disrespectful oh yeah they're, they're, they're don't even give the name they, they don't deserve that kind of some yeah 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 i mean they were hit the, even, the, even the commentators like when kapoo got sent off they're like, why are they clapping him? I'm like, because he's literally got two assists in the Champions League semi-final. Yeah. They're historically a lower league club. Like they've, it's only recently after um, like a, uh, what was it? A local, I think it was a local millionaire took them over that they kind of skyrocketed to the top and they've been overachieving ever since. Yeah, they, they are they are a really good club. But um, talking about the British press, uh, Luke, uh, that's always, that was also an issue with the other, the other game. Um, the Real Madrid Man City game which was absolutely thrilling um, where the Brit- British press were kind of um, just against Real Madrid the whole game and even after the game uh, and they kind of marred a bit of a you know a great comeback um, let's just talk about the game uh, 3-1 Real Madrid after extra time obviously it looked like City were going through 5-3 on aggregate um, in, the, in the 89th minute and then Rodrigo scores to, to put Real Madrid one behind then he scores again a minute later uh, in added time to put them a level, sends it to extra time, and then Karim Benzema uh, coolly slots a penalty into the bottom right to send Real Madrid to the Champions League final to set up another Real Madrid versus Liverpool final, which should be a cracker. But I know you guys must have lots to say about this game. Who wants to go first? So let me set the scene. Me and Pavan are in Hallwood Library um, in the university just doing our work. We're like... Um, we see, yeah, we 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 were like we're not going to watch it. We're just going to get on with our essays. Um, then we see Mares has scored, and we're like, okay, that's probably the tie over. However, we did we did keep keeping an eye on the score from then on. Um, and then obviously about what seventeen minutes passes, um, Rodrigo scores. Pavan's like, oh, it's him again. Uh, but we're like, okay, it's still very unlikely. Ninetieth minute, then he scores again, and we're like okay um what's happening and then we see Benzema gets a penalty and he puts that away as well and that's when we finally decide to tune in and they don't score anymore so um yeah it it was it was an absolutely thrilling game though I um I watched the extended highlights of it and it's just Madrid all over they they were so down and out in that game and then they just suddenly one player Rodrigo in this instance just makes something out of nothing it's just a moment of individual brilliance and just carries the team forward again and it's just the mentality that this Madrid team has they're never beaten and it's it's just 
like no other team in the world has that in my opinion I think the big turning point in that game was kind of what going off yes because before that he, he kind of pocketed um, Vinicius Vinicius yeah. Junior yeah. and Vinicius Junior didn't, didn't really look a threat until Walker got that injury and then they had to bring on was it, um, Zinchenko came on Zinchenko came on right back but it was um yeah, no, Pep kind of took off all of his firepower <laughs> before the tie was over, kind of. He took De Bruyne off as well, didn't he? Did he bring Zinchenko over to the, the, right, the, the left? Left. Yeah, right. so Cancelo went right, Zinchenko left, and then he brought on Fernandinho for De Bruyne, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's playing Rodri, um, De Bruyne and Gundogan, wasn't it? Well, De Bruyne offside, or Silva. No, Silva, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, um, yeah, the, the Carl Walker injuries, he needed Carl Walker back, he obviously had to rush him back a little bit, but, yeah, without Carl Walker, they really did, then, you know, they were exposed to that, that threat. And then when, when Rodrigo comes on, you've got to defend both spaces, and, you know, you can kind of then, you know, City... They didn't defend badly, it's just City on on a team that play well when there's chaos going on. And that's why they haven't won a Champions League game. When everything's set up and Pep can, you know, identify every variable in a league game, they go and blitz teams. But when, you know, it's a bit chaotic, it's not all, you know, perfect and you can't control everything, especially Real Madrid, who, you know, thrive off chaos, then, you know, you leave yourself vulnerable. And, uh, well, Camavinga just, might just be the best uh, young centre mid in the world, I'm afraid. It's just, it's just that good. That, that front line is going to be so scary. Like, just that entire team, actually. You think Camavinga... Uh, Rodrigo, Vinicius Junior, potentially Mbappe, um, contrary to reports that have come out from Le Parisien. Well, I don't know. I think for Brits, I think Mbappe's family are denying what Le Parisien is saying, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but if they do get that, that Vinicius, Rodrigo, and Mbappe front line, it's just that's that's just game over for anyone that faces them. The ca- I can't get over how good Camavinga is, though. I, I actually can't. Like he's he's pretty much got everything. Like he dribbles like a winger. But has got like the stride he's of so defensive midfielder. That's the thing. Like he's so quick that he can he can breeze past you, but he passes like Cruz and Modric, and they got him for like under twenty million pounds. I mean, it might be That's the bargain insane. of the decade, isn't it? Like if he if he, if he stays injury free, I think he's going to be absolutely amazing, and he should go to the World Cup because currently he hasn't been picked. I think they're playing quite well at the moment. They're not pushing mm. him out. Yeah, absolutely. Say, it's That's like yeah. slowly, slowly catching monkeys. Yeah. Like he's only having like twenty minutes mm. in the Champions League anyway. Uh, every game, which is which is quite good for him because he's still getting the Champions League experience without playing the whole game. So I think that's a good point. And Ancelotti's doing really well with him, I think. Absolutely. Um, one player I actually wanted to highlight was uh, Danny Ceballos. Um, I what, saw what? I saw lots what? of a praise. Uh, for him, or uh, for all his cameos so far by uh, Real Madrid fans on the internet, saying that he's um you know been a really good um squad player this season, saying that he has all the qualities, or all the ball playing qualities of a six, uh, like fantastically, but without any of the defensive output. So he's quite good to play in uh, in a team that's trying to protect a lead in front of a another defensive midfield because. Uh, his, his you know ability to keep the ball is actually very very good and you know we know know we know he's a bit of a bit of an actor and he's very good at uh, time wasting and things like that so you know just just wanted to highlight a player that we all thought yeah. was down and out and not very good in the Premier League is is managed to actually claw a, a sort of career back at, at was, Madrid he was only on for a very short period of time wasn't he yeah he's been he's been I think he came on in in the last city leg and um, the Chelsea games as well so um 
I mean, no, it, certainly trusted. It was all over when um, Carlo Ancelotti raised that one eyebrow, though, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that might actually have to be the best memes and stuff that have come out of this. I really want Real Madrid to win just so I can see another Ancelotti picture with like a cigar yes and and a trophy you know he's just such a baller and a legend of the game yeah the the other thing that came out of that game is um, Ancelotti was talking to was it Cruz and Marcelo um, about subs subs, which um, I mean I suppose it can go one of two ways. You, if you're under pressure and you're a manager doing that, you get absolutely berated for asking your players. But just because of it being Ancelotti, such a successful coach, he's getting praised for it. So, what's, what's your opinions on that? I don't. Well, I think you know it, it's it's Real Madrid. You kind of have to be open to accept some of the player power because that's just the the environment. And Ancelotti strikes that balance perfectly. He's able to. You know, manage them, but also give them enough responsibility that they don't feel, um, you know, like they're like they're being told what to do. And I think, yeah, that that's that that's a that's something you can't really quantify. It's not a tactical thing. That's him as a person. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a special trait. I think gone are the days of the of the times of um, managers being dictators. I think it's a good thing to ask your players what they think and uh, their opinion on on things because you know, Chris and Marcelo are both late thirties. Uh, seen it all, done it all, won everything. Um, why not ask them? Um, we saw we saw Ronaldo kind of uh, being that sort of figure in a Portugal squad when they're in big games as well, and he's not on the pitch. Um, I, I think it's a normal thing, and I think it's a thing we'll start seeing more and more as as player power does get um, bigger and uh, players get smarter as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I, I think it's a really good thing. I think the other impressive thing is he may be considered as a as a manager from older decades so he's kind of involved yeah. with the times which is pretty special to I mean, have done yeah. like he's kind of you know he may have been he was managing during those times when managers see, saw themselves as you know the, the kind of the ruling power and he's managed to still be able to do it throughout all these years and um, I suppose I you look at, saw, but his his sons also like on, yes. his, uh, on his coaching. Team, I suppose so you look at um, you suppose you look at someone like Jose Mourinho, who perhaps hasn't quite evolved with the well, times as just much. Now learning that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of shows how impressive that Ancelotti adapted this quick. Well, I say this quickly. It's it's not been a quick transition. I just think Jose is just a very stubborn manager, um, whereas Ancelotti is kind of open to change and will respect other people's kind of like um opinions when it comes to tactical decisions as well but um yeah yeah i, w- I was just l- looking at ancelotti i mean um i'm trying to see what what decades he's won his, his trophies in but um early 2000s he, yeah he yeah. he's won with milan in the early 2000s he won the league with chelsea in in the 10s with psg in the 10s real madrid in the, in the 20s and the late teens with bayern you know he's He's, he's done it all and, and with AC as well in his earliest spell uh, oh sorry no that's as a player but he did it with Juve in um, 1999 so it, it spanned decades and decades of him being a fantastic manager and I've just found out he shares the same birthday as me which is absolutely fantastic so so I'll have to wish him a happy birthday when it comes to June 10th <laughs> but um, yeah any, any more thoughts on the Real Madrid game? Um, no, so we, we, we will do a, a final preview. Okay, yeah, preview. yeah. So yeah, yeah. but Liverpool, Liverpool Real final. We're all looking forward. Oh yeah! Uh, Did you it. see the tweet that Salah put out? No, he said like it? I've got unfinished business or something. Really, like that. I can't yeah. wait to see him crying. Yeah, he's gonna go to Ramos's house. 
<laughs> oh yeah, Ramos isn't playing anymore, is he? No, but he's in Paris. So. Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> so short term deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, let's move on to the Europa League. Um, Luke, you were interested in this one. Why don't you give us your thoughts on the Rangers game? They triumphed 3-1 against RB Leipzig to win on aggregate 3-2. Uh, a brilliant comeback. Uh, it looked all lost when Christopher and Kunku scored a goal in the 70th minute, but Lundstram popping up in the 80th. And um, Luke, how did how did you find that one? Well, I think away from home, uh, Rangers are probably just are still good, but not as good as they are at home. At home at Ibrox, they're insane. I think that that crowd and is just like one of the best in the world. I think so seeing Ibrox week in week out in the Europa League, you, you think like why aren't they doing better in the league when they've got when they've done so well in the Europa League? But no, I think Rangers they've got a really good core, a really good um, veteran core. If you've got Goldson, you've got Tavernier, <laughs> Goldson ex Brighton player, uh, ex Shrewsbury nice. too. Uh, you, you've got. Uh, Lundstrom too. They're, they're certain, three senior pros in the back line who have worked their way up uh, from, well, with Goldson. Worked with, worked with, with Shrewsbury, then his career kind of tailed down when he went to Brighton. He oh, got cancer, yeah. actually. He actually, then, he recovered from cancer whilst he was playing for us. Yeah, and then went to Rangers. And he, I think all of the back line are pretty solid at the moment. But... Is Bassey a young player? I think, I think Calvin, because I saw him... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, he, he might have been... Arsenal? No, no, it's not Arsenal. No. That was Kamara had, was Arsenal yeah. for a long, yeah. long game. No, but I think Rangers' front line now is proper solid. You've got Kent, you've got... Morelos. Morelos too. Is he injured or is he just... Well, this the is the thing, they played Uribe up front. Yeah. And they still won. I mean, Uribe should have scored, but he's been he's been really good to watch. He was really good at AFCO as well. Yeah, Uribe's worked his way up um, from the AFL too. But you just see a solid squad, and backed by the crowd, who, which is insane. I, th- I think they could really go on to win the, the Europa League. Because who, who are Frankfurt? Are fantastic, Frankfurt. though. Yeah. That's two sets of fans. Yeah, Sevilla. Yeah. Sevilla is going to be a mess. Let's, yeah, be, let's be honest. Rangers versus Frankfurt fans. Frankfurt have a. Maybe really we should go on a trip. They have Sorry a really, to cut you off. They have a really weird record, <laughs> though. Wait, 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 just to Sevilla to just watch the carnage. Yeah. Why not? Let's go. Get tickets. Um, no, okay. Fr- Frankfurt have a really weird record though. Like they're they're so good at home, and their atmosphere is mental. Like at the, at the start of that game, one of their stands was literally just like smoke and balance. That's all it was. Yeah. You you literally could not see the fans. But um, away from home, they're not great. They they have tra- they do trail off when they're away from home, and they, this game kind of um, the game when they played Roma. Was it Roma? Yeah. No. No, Rangers, no, Rangers. played against... Um, no, Frankfurt I'm talking about here. Oh, Frankfurt. Uh, what, the round before? Round before. Barca? Barca, no. Yeah, no, they, even in that Barca game, they trailed off a little bit at home. Uh, away from home, sorry. It was only really the home leg that they... They, they, like they dominated. Do- they dominated, yeah. At least six clear-cut chances in the first leg. They should have really buried Barcelona in the first half, I think. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, yeah, no, Frankfurt, much stronger at home. Same with Rangers, though, so it'd be a really interesting game to see how they you, play. You, I think Ibrox is what BT Sport want you to believe that Anfield's like. Yeah. <laughs> the swinging camera makes it, though, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's like a bouncing. Yeah, it really adds to it. When you're watching on TV at Ibrox, you can see the 
camera bounce with the crowd. Yeah, and you don't. You get, again, you don't. Yeah, get that yeah. I've, I don't know. I've seen. I've seen it a couple of times at Chelsea games. Uh, bouncing camera, but but not often. What game's that? Okay, hey, okay. Kai Havertz last okay, minute against Newcastle. Right. We had camera bounce. We had okay, camera right. bounce. Anybody, let's just have a, anybody got something to say on Leipzig? Is this disappointing? Uh, yeah, I just want to say some stuff. Um, I just want to talk about Tavernier actually. Um, Thirty years old, brilliant right back, Top English. Lots lots of brilliant English right backs. It does does an FBL SPFL player ever get any chance at the England squad? Unfortunately, not. No, not in the most stacked position. No, no. Okay, no, it's, it's a shame because he is a really really good right back. He was back. a left back. 100%. If he was a left back, he'd be straight in the squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Goldson? Like, because if you think about it, no, no, no. Connor Goldson. Well, let's be honest. If you think about it, he's Possibly. reaching a European final, and he's in a Rangers team. How old is he now? Because he was very young when he played for us. About thirty, I think now. Okay, so. So, in the current experience. I think I think just off the fact that he is over like twenty eight, twenty seven. And the fact that there are still really good options in the Premier League that for some reason Southgate just doesn't like picking. If you think of, if, if Maguire isn't fancied at Man United, I, I don't think he can be in the England uh, squad. He will be. He will be, just because loyalty. Because he doesn't play. Yeah, I know. United, well, if he doesn't play next season, yeah, then, then yeah, it's, it's, it's and, and, you, and you need an ex- a really experienced pro in that centre in, in line. I can't remember who Glenn Kamara plays for, but he might be at the World Cup as well. I mean, there's there's been shouts for um, Webster to have a sh- have a shot next season if he if he comes back from injuries, all right. But apparently, he was ahead of Ben White before he got injured um, in terms of the Euros call ups. Right. But then the injury hampered that and. Um, Ben White got called up instead. Anyway, I just want to say something on Leipzig. Um, Leipzig have been playing very well, but uh, they've cut, um, they were trailblazing the rest of the league. They've hit a bit of a stumble. They are now fifth, you fifth, said, because yeah, um, Freiburg are, are right there. There's two games to go, so they might not even qualify for the Champions League. Nkunku, though, is so good. <laughs> yeah, great finish. Yeah, poor finishing in the first What a, day. What a pass, though, as well. The pass was almost as good as the finish. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I just noticed that Leipzig scored after Schoberschlei came on, um, and and he he was he has been playing very well um, as that sort of false nine. Uh, so so you know maybe that's a bit of a sign that Schoberschlei is maybe that long term option uh, with Nkunku in that lineup. But let's go to the the other Europa League game, mm. West Ham. Um, they lost. Um, they lost to Frankfurt one um, nil after a red card to Aaron Cresswell within the first. Uh, Cresswell. <laughs> um, I was yeah. Aaron Cresswell in the first twenty minutes kind of it ruins that game for them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean it's a shame because we could have had an all British final, uh, but Frankfurt do deserve it. I think they were very very good over the two legs, um, but. Could will West Ham leave that game thinking they have, they have you know, doo-dooed the bed? I, I think going off of what Rice said after the game, he said um, some quite interesting things. He said Very that corruption. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he said that um, the red was a red, and right. I think anyone that watched it that watched it would agree with that. Uh, Cresswell dragged him down. There was no one around him. Um, he was the last man. So the red card was correct, but he said that when you're playing, a, when you're playing against someone that wants you to lose, 
um, you're always going to be in that position where you're right. where you're yeah. losing. That's, that's such a, that's such that's a just, sensible yeah, comment to make. Isn't that's it? just that's just him being salty, really. Yeah. Well, did you hear him in the dressing room? Yeah. yeah uh, no, no, in the tunnel after the game, yeah, he said, yeah, "Ref, ref, ref." That's not okay. I don't think he's holding right. the, the captain's armband. Some, somebody's got to pull him back and say, "Come on." You know, yeah, I mean, we've had a, we've had a it wasn't time. it wasn't like a huge robbery. Maybe no. some. Oh, things... I've t- there's been much worse refereeing performances this well, year. Well, I can remember Drogba going, "It's a disgrace." It's not that level, is it? Uh, that, that referee's finally um, said that. Yeah, he admitted, he didn't he? Today, I yeah, so I did see that actually. That's why it was fresh on my mind. I do think West Ham, though, you know, if they could have maybe invested in January, that might have gotten over the line, but they just had no centre backs. Uh, you know, um, back fit. I mean, Zuma came back and Dawson came back, but like Zuma nearly scored, didn't he? Um, uh, it, might have done. it kind of it, it was an off-the-line clearance by um, one of their centre backs. I don't, I don't know who it was, um, but they the ball like was the kind of like far side of the ball was over the line, but it, the whole ball didn't go over. Mm. But yeah, I, I think you know West Ham should feel proud. They got they did pretty well. Um, but uh, you know they've just got to take this in their in their stride and go again because if they add, if they add a couple of quality players in the summer they can you know go back for European football and then Frankfurt yeah Knauf is still my uh, yeah. my new favourite player I mean he's he's insane um, Rafael Bore came straight from the Argentinian league in the summer scored the oh, did anyone see how Jens Peter Hay got on uh, yeah he won the he won the red card he won the red card yeah playing though yeah yeah I don't know he's he's a player I, I actually quite liked when he was at AC Milan. And I think he could definitely do a better job than Salamak is. Um, Someone else who's been really good for the last, um, well, last two legs is Djibril uh, Sal. Djibril Sal. That, that one. That's yeah, one. it's just a weird first name uh, that I can't get wrong. Is it the same as Caesar, Djibril? I don't know. Well, yes. But it, I think he's gone under the radar the last yeah, two, two games. Because defensively, he's he kept West Ham to literally nothing let's be honest yeah well Frankfurt have actually got quite a lot of good players Evan, yeah, Evan yeah. and Dicker at the back he basically, he basically created the, the goal the commander's goal at, yeah. in the first game there was also another red card in this game as well David Moyes got sent off oh, yeah. oh didn't he yeah. volley yeah. a ball yeah, at a ball boy. boy yeah he did you see what he said in the presser I think oh, he's going to get in trouble he said he, he, said he, he dropped it short for me he dropped it up nicely that. on a bounce you can't say that West Ham West Ham needs to have a word they need to get some people PR trade Oh my word! Uh, he was never really a good footballer, anyway. And like, they—I <laughs> don't know why they showed it. It was such like an awkward camera angle that they showed it from as well. Yeah, like, I saw that video. It was literally Moisey. like you were in the middle of the ball boy and um, David Moyes. It was—it was really funny, but oh, um, yeah, no, it was a weird, a weird kind of like. Yeah, can't lose your head I like that. You'll get away with that. Oh, yeah. got to be fined by the club surely for that like yeah. that's just damn lots of controversy at West Ham this season despite the high of a season they've been having can they push on and finish in Europa, European spots they've got I'm not sure but I'm, sh- I'm, I'm I think they're above United and they're in the top six no, they're, not above United, they're not above United well United are seventh no, no. They're, okay. they're fighting uh, Wolves at the moment really they're in that okay. kind of okay Yeah, that is the last Europa League game. Let's move on to the Conference League games. Let's start with... uh, Let's start with Marseille Feyenoord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Bordeaux. Yeah, after 5-3 in the first... 3-2. 3-2. The most exciting part about this game was me seeing Johanbash come on the pitch. Johanbash. I wonder who that is. (laughs) Right, guys. Right. um, Yeah, I mean, after such a high-scoring first leg that neither team could really uh, really score... I thought Paillet had a couple of big chances, which normally he buries, but uh, 
Yeah, final to through, every division. Kalasanac isn't even starting for um, for Marseille, is he? No. Which so. kind of shows. Yeah, it's great. We got enough of Yeah. <laughs> I think final came to this match just wanting a 0 0 draw. Uh, they sat back for a lot of the match, and I think they did it really well. I think Marseille were not up to the standard as like, attacking wise they were in the first game. Uh, but something has to be said about Koku and how well he's been playing this season yeah. for the final. Some people are saying that he's probably, after probably Gravenberg, probably best midfielder, best midfielder in Eredivisie. Mm -hmm. So I think Feyenoord deserve to go through uh, in, the, in the end. I think they've, they've taken their chance in the first leg and they've, they've perfectly played the second leg, even though it was probably not the best game for spectators, seeing as some of them got tear gassed. But, no, I think, yeah, in the end, final definitely should go for the They have a really good squad, actually, as well, final. Like, they have a few players yeah. in there that, uh, obviously, Dessas is the top scorer um, yeah, in the in the comp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Sinestra is also very good. You've got Reese Nelson in there, obviously. Gus Till's quite good, too. Till, he's. Um, not, not, not the best game. Uh, the week, uh, no, they've they've got a very solid squad. That's um, whereabouts are they in the Eredivisie? Uh, they third. I think that's how it normally goes, doesn't it? It's either Ajax or PSV, and then final up there. I mean, uh, they won the league like a couple of years ago when um, Van Persie was there, didn't they? Yeah, so. Was this yeah. like send off season? But um, yeah, they're they're like more of the outside chance for the league all the time. Talking about um, Marseille, I think they were were kind of ruined after that first leg. I mean. Um, they did let in three goals in the first leg. Steve Mandanda in goal. Should they have pl played Paul Lopez? Probably. Is that age-old... What? No, don't worry about it. No, keep going. No, no, both... Yeah. I see you two laughing over no, there. No, sorry, don't. Just Well, um, Paul Lopez, um, you know, didn't play either of the two legs. And they let in three goals in the first leg. So maybe it's that age-old question. Should you play your second keeper? Like your cup goalkeeper, even when it's in the latter stages? Pavan. Why were you laughing? I'll <laughs> oh, you'll find out maybe on the, on our chat match after show from six pm. Make sure you stay tuned. Okay, but um, yeah, no, I, I think after that after that first leg, playing Mandanda probably wasn't the best idea. Um, Big Steve didn't. Well, we can we, we know what happens when you play your like cupkeeper. We saw it happen to Zach you know, Stefan in yeah. the City game. You know Kepper what? in the Chelsea okay, no, game. No, no, no. You know you know what happened when you play Mandanda as well. He is not the greatest keeper in the world. That's that's just. He was solid for a while at Marseille. He got in into his, the like, France prime squad, years like, twice. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's played for France a couple of times. Yeah, Always it. behind Larice yeah. and Ariola. Yeah. Mike Mignon, start of the World Cup, please. <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen it's always going to be Lloris under Deschamps isn't it yeah definitely um, yeah but that's pretty much it for the Marseille game board draw PSV going through 3-2 three, three, and I think they will fall in the final when they come up against the mighty Roma who triumphed against Leicester last night 1-0 to book themselves in the Europa Conference the final the Romans as BT dubbed them huh the raucous Romans the raucous Romans. Um, one of the commentators said it. Oh, he's like Darren Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> he only gets put on the big games, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, calm down, calm down. We so here, here we have here we have a Leicester lineup, and they're really going for it. I mean, a midfield three of Dewsbury Hall, Tillemans, and Madison is is out there. Um, Lookman, Vardy, Barnes, a very aggressive lineup, especially with Ricardo Pereira starting at right back as well. It's it's 
I'd almost say seven forward players um, or attacking minded players <laughs> uh, which is which is crazy considering that they they didn't really make much of it um, but I must say Roma defended very well um, and Tammy Abraham with a bullet header early early in the game uh, it was a fantastic header a great rise and a great bullet a very Drogba-esque um, yes how many Chelsea references can I make yeah, but um, yeah but fantastic and then Jose Mourinho showing that he's finally may have turned a leaf he, he's adapted to modern football and uh, I actually saw something this morning where um, Jose has an almost identical record to Francesca at yeah. Roma but apparently by, by Roma fans they look a lot more structured like with Francesca it was up and down and upside down and they're letting loads of goals here or they're scored loads here and whatever and, and for Jose it seems to be like measured so um, apparently very happy with him yeah um, I mean Leicester should have probably had a penalty at one point uh, Chris Smalling wasn't even looking at the ball and dragged Fafana down um, and it didn't even get checked by VAR as far as I'm, I'm aware um, that to me is a penalty he had his arms around him and completely dragged him down but yeah, it's just it's one of those things I think Roma were the better side Leicester didn't do much we're going to be talking about Leicester a lot today as well um, so make sure you stay tuned 6 till 7 we'll be um, offering some replacements and improvements to our resident Leicester fan at the station Ali Glenn but um, yeah it's, it's they didn't do much and as you said with that kind of squad that they put out you would really expect them to at least um, grab one because it is such an attacking and it is a talented squad as well but uh, I mean Roma did look very structured um, and they, they their defence I mean it's made up of players that you wouldn't particularly associate with being standout defenders but when they're working as a unit they know how to defend really well yeah it's Chris Spalling he has actually been very good at Roma and I actually think maybe he was unfairly treated at United when yeah, you actually was. look at it you know with, with fresh eyes and in hindsight um, yeah but that, but that Roma team is actually very nice I, I like um, it almost, almost reminds me of a uh, again Chelsea reference like a Tuchel sort of system um, I know Pav's like looking around awfully but um, Zaniolo and Pellegrini aren't wingers they are, they are more like tens. It's the same sort of same sort of system with Tammy up top, um, which begs the question: Would Tammy perform better than Lukaki? No. 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 Is it is it is it too cool? Too sure doesn't like him, so there's no point sticking. Yeah, him. but um, you know what could have been, what could have been. But Zaniolo, Pellegrini, um, great players. And uh, actually, I'm just noticing now, Karsdorp is going to be playing his former club in the final. Yes, he is. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, and then. Oliveira just making the move from Porto. Um, was it in January? Yes. Yeah, it seems, seems to be a good move for him. May end the season with a trophy. Um, How many goals is, is Tammy on Abraham him? on now? This 25. Season? All comps, 25 goals. I think it's the most goals uh, in a debut season for Roma in 94 years. Yeah. Or, or, or it was a 94-year record and it's the most Okay, surely goals. he has to be being called up for England at this point I, mean, I think he will be he did right in the last yeah yeah he'll be in the squad I think he put out for injury for the last one but yeah he'll be in the squad yeah he did pull out for injury 
uh, yeah, no, no one's that good, isn't he? I but that Roma team is easily gettable. Uh, gettable though, let's be uh, like beatable. Yeah, by Feyenoord. No, by Leicester. Leicester probably oh. should have challenged them a bit more than they did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They lost like six or mm. one to Burnley. That was early in the season. That was the second team that Jose publicly they, said they was crap. I know, but he has found some stability in the second half of the season. He's done. He he, he has steadied. And I think they're getting Europe again. Well, obviously, if they win this, they'll be in the Europa League. Yeah. But I think they're just pipping Lazio to the European spots in Serie A as well. So, um, you know what? A successful season for Jose. Like definitely. It's a good first. Year. He'll have to build on it next year because obviously he's Tammy got, Tammy yeah. did cost a bit of money. He's got to do better than Oliveira cost uh, a it's bit of been, money. I will say it's been acceptable for the money that he put into the squad. Yeah, I think it could have been a lot worse in the fact that this could have carried on and they could have just finished sixth or seventh, and people would have been like, "Well, we don't really know what's going on." Then it could have blown up. But I think if this season ends, you know, the way it has, then you can kind of look towards it and think Jose's second year could really go somewhere rather than yeah. being on an iPhone. I think realistically, he's got to win this for it to be considered a, a proper like success, yeah. because um, it depends where they finish in Serie A. I, I I assume, right? Is, are they are they in the Europa spots or are they in the conference spots? Um, just having a look now. Yeah, they are in the Europa spot, but they are level on points with Lazio. Um, and they're ahead on head-to-head, I believe. I believe that Roma have harder games coming up as well. Yeah, they've got, no, they've got Fiorentina, then Torino, and then, uh, or Venezia, then Torino. So two of them games are easily winnable. Torino. And Torino's tough, man. Torino is tough. Torino the giant killers. Well, I mean, on paper they should be them. Yeah, yeah. And Venezia, but I think that Fiorentina game is is going to be a bit. Oh, Lazio have have Juve though, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Juve will probably win that to be there, but yeah, I think you know Jose's done fairly well. He's in another European final. Yeah. Is that everything? I think that's all the action covered, unless anyone has something else to say. Don't think so. I mean. The yeah, we'll do a proper preview of the final. Obviously, out when would that be out? End of May. End, end of May, yeah. Um, and there may or may not be watch-alongs for the Champions League final, which that is still to be confirmed. So make sure you follow us at Champions URN to stay up to date with what is happening with that. Um, pick your passengers. Obviously, the update came out what like a month ago now, didn't it? Um, so if you haven't already somehow seen that make sure you do go um, give that a look uh, that's on our Instagram page the like simplified table if you just want to look at that or we did do a dedicated episode to that um, so yeah suitcase of a superstar um, I can reveal that you both did pick the yeah, same player you, although, hard enough, Kieran. although you butchered the name so. Yeah, well, neither of you uh, correctly named Mkhitaryan, spelt Mkhitaryan. I did, but no, I spelt Mkhitaryan, right? Yeah, because you copied and pasted it. What? You did. I didn't. You did. You said on the thing that yeah, I'm just going to copy his name, and you did. Anyway, either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either way, um, yes, it was Ali Razi Yahambach. Um, no, but he, he, he he's always in my head because of he scored an overhead. It kick was a good Chelsea. overhead kick as well. Uh, no, it wasn't. It w- it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, he was dreadful for us. But um, he did have that absolutely. He had a really good season. The season before he came over to us, as I said, he was the top scorer for AZ, um, which 
isn't easy <laughs> at all. Well, yeah. We've also had a really bad track record with um, Eredivisie players. We had we had Jürgen Lacardia come over as well, and he's now at Botcham. But he scored again. He scored. Today. Yes, he did. So, you know, things are looking up for him. He also... Um, he Dortmund. Oh, Dortmund, yeah. sorry. He's he, he also couldn't break into the Cincinnati squad over in the MLS. Oh. Kind of shows the level of player that he actually is. So. Here, mate. I know, I know Belgium's not uh, Netherlands, <laughs> but you better hope that your <laughs> beloved Dennis Undab... Oh, I, I, I believe he will be. The same cut. I mean, they're similar leagues. Yeah, exactly. I think more... I think more Premier League players have come out of the Belgian league than the Dutch league, though. More successes. More successes, yeah. 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 That is true. That is true. That is true. But they, it seems to be a really good breeding ground for um, young players, actually. But anyway, so uh, Alex and myself got, what, four points? Uh, from, yeah. You guessed on what second clue? Or second clue. Yeah. And that should be four points each. Yeah. Jesus four Christ, that was. Yeah, Kieran, really oh, that counts as. Oh, that's a point scoring episode. Oh yeah, wow, I forgot. Because yeah. we're doing it live, it's. What? I've forgotten. Yeah, but you got four points anyway, so. Woo. So yeah, Kieran. Relegation zone. Chance to make it hard, and uh, you failed again. To be fair, on paper, it's a hard player. Yeah. I think I know he's got a strong affiliation to Kieran. That's the thing, right? As in, well, you know, as soon as you saw Kieran was smiling, I knew it was a bright yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, okay, so what else have we got? So yeah, so if you're listening to this live, we'll be back us three with Ali Glenn at six pm. Yeah, in an hour. If you're not listening to this live, you can uh, catch up on the Leicester Scouting Challenge. Uh, on Monday or Tuesday, uh, whenever I post that back, and you can catch up on that to see who wins that one. Are we look all looking forward to that show? Yeah, it's yes, going to be, be good. good fun. Stick around at six o'clock. All right, is that everything for us? See you yeah. at six. Yeah, see you at six, guys. Thank you for listening.